Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Scott. I'm Ron. I'm PJ. Cue the theme tune. Keep on Sunnyside, always on. Well done. You hit the right button. I know. I'm getting better at this. <laughs> you really are. Look at, me, look at the wee face of glee he's got when he's a, doing the wee volume thing. That's a week's worth of practice in between the last episode <laughs> and this episode. <laughs> What's really funny is like he doesn't need to fade that down because it's already faded down. But he did still fade it down very slowly like it was properly fading down. Didn't you look at you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faders in this are great. Do you, want, do, do you want to know what my pick is for this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. So have we got a show? Or Probably all... not, but let's see where let's see where uh, let's see go. where we end well, up. Never you, you were stopped us before. You had things that you were doing this week. Yes, I was. Uh, yes, I was doing a thing. So right, uh, we've talked about it lots. I think uh, this this whole immersive experience thing I'm doing. And look, I'm already moving my arms around. It's the only way to describe this stuff. This immersive experience stuff I've been doing with with Kinos. Uh, we're in the descriptions uh, that have gone out to the press and stuff have been Kinos builds an immersive experience with legendary comic artist PJ Holden. I, th- I mean, I'm just reading this going, what the f- so um, yeah, so we we did this. We've been building this whole Someone big immersive. In the marketing department's been on the sauce a bit. There. <laughs> I think so yeah. Um, so we we've been building this big immersive experience. You walk around inside, uh, outside. Uh, there's dragons and all sorts of things. Uh, and it's for one day. It was all for one day. All for one day. Yeah, the I was science ki- day. I was kind of hoping that we would have a chance to go down and have so a and have a walk around and, and do all of that stuff. And then I <laughs> I seen a picture on your Twitter like, that's it. Thanks for a terrific <laughs> yeah. day, everyone. I think the proud parents. We sort of thought that we were going to get to you know see what he's up to. And, <laughs> Look, you know, l- let me tell you, just to hear that it wasn't all bullshit. Here's the, here's the thing: like of the double of the whammy of we're uh, giving the dog back, which has already upset my son. That we also on the day that that thing happened, what happened was I said in the morning, "Do you want to come down and have a go at this, uh, Thomas?" Before it all starts, kicks off and gets up. No, I'm going to stay here. Okay, well here's my day. I'm going to be doing the morning doing the. Video thing and then I went off to do this uh, superhero science thing where I was doing some drawings and then I, I said and then I come back and get you and we race back up to get get there so I did all of that race back up with Thomas and went into W5 which was closing up and I got through went upstairs and it was gone it was all gone it was all oh. packed away oh, and, and like my Thomas dragon just, back to the park. world's oh, greatest dad oh I have just have the suckiest dad at the moment so I mean the thing is like the first of all what was quite funny was the the experience was on this kind of floor mezzanine floor it was a big empty space white walls and stuff but because of the way the hardware worked they couldn't quite lock on to some of these things so they strew uh, cardboard squares cardboard cubes around everywhere bits of cardboard chairs as well so the thing would lock into place so you so when you're looking at it it looked like uh, V for Vendetta at that point where V is about to escape and he set up this mad kind of pattern labyrinth thing on the floor you're talking about the movie I'm talking about the the book. Oh, it's been years since I've read the book. 
really can't remember this bit. No. Just before V escapes, he sort of they talk about how he's been laying out this mad labyrinth around the floor, and they don't quite understand what it's all about. And then on the day of, of his escape, it turns out it's kind of all the components for a bomb. It's oh, okay. just it, no one had figured that out. But anyway, it looks mental, is what I'm saying to you. Okay. It looks, and it doesn't look like there's any purpose to it all. Um, and but and and the other thing was they they weren't sure how it was working, how it was going to work and stuff. So they had these ten minute gaps. So everyone had a ten minute session. It, like took a minute. Took a minute to go around. So there was like nine minutes of people standing around twiddling their thumbs going, I wonder if anyone else is going to come up and try this. So um, I think it was quite busy eventually. Uh, they loads more people down. It seemed to go down quite well. Everyone thought it was amazing. So, so it was um, a success. It was a success, yeah. Okay. Depending on the metrics you use, I, I think it was a success. It was kind of cool. Um, I'd love to do it again. We'll see. There's some talk of uh, NI Hospice maybe wanting to, to, to run it for kids down in the hospice and stuff. Okay. Um, so that might be interesting if that happens um, but it it was kind of odd it was an odd thing and then the the other thing I did on because it was all part of the science festival the other thing I did was was go, I mean uh, was go down to this thing where two uh, two kind of scientists people were talking about superheroes and powers and science powers and stuff and kids were shouting out superpowers and things about and so you would I was going to draw all these things together two kids two separate kids came up with heroes with like uh, uh, kind of hair that they could use prehensile hair, and I was sitting there going <coughs> Medusa, <coughs> Medusa. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't want to say that because the kids think they were clever. And then the scientists were going, "Oh, I've never heard of a superhero with with like prehensile hair." And I went, "Medusa, Medusa, it's Medusa." <laughs> so that was kind of that was fun as well. Yes, Paul, you're cleverer than the children. <laughs> I know, I know. So, did you do anything? Did you see anything in the NI science thing? Did you? Do no, I want. There's things that I wanted to go to, but I couldn't. Um, you should have done what every other fucker did, which is book all the tickets and then not turn up. That's what most people do. So you you, you have a hundred tickets for an event, and you get a hundred tickets sold out, and then you turn up, and twenty people have turned up because because what's happened is parents have gone, we better get one for all of our family and our friends and our friends' friends, and then oh, come the day they go, oh, I can really can't be ours. Can you? No, I, let's not bother. I regret missing Brian Cox. I saw him. He was in good the, in in the Odyssey. Yeah, me and Nathan went to see him. Yeah, are we not talking about that? No, no. no. Did we not talk about that? No. It was kind. Of, it was kind of good. It was very. Uh, it it was kind of. I was thinking it would be like the Infinite Monkey Cage, and um, it it was more or less Brian Cox giving a lecture about yeah. science stuff. But then Robert Ince, or Robin Ince would turn up every so often yeah. and and do a little bit um, and say something. I, yeah. Uh, so it was kind of funny. Nathan enjoyed it, and um, then there was I a thing on it. in W five that which was um, I think it was called Gaia. Yeah, it's still on, I think. No, it today was the last day. Oh, nuts. I wanted to see yeah. that. Poo. So I went. I l- promised Thomas he could see that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I went the last. I went to the last one that they did, which was the moon. So this this thing, Gaia, is this um, artist has built a scale uh, project, a scale projection of the moon. Yeah, it's, it's projected onto a large orb. Yeah. So it's basically the same. Yes, but it, it's when, like, you, when you say projected onto a large orb, it sounds like any shitty projection that you've seen on like a, a no. monorail or a roller coaster this thing was stunning on a monorail yeah the only thing the only reference i have of things being projected on is the night ride <laughs> do you remember the night ride no northern ireland's first and only monorail i'm giving scott a blank lick blank look as well <laughs> how do you not know the mo- the night Does ride northern ireland had a monorail yes no. Oh, oh, and it's an amazing story, right? Hang on. Do they have a monorail song on. too? Have yeah. you, are you? I, you've definitely. This is a Simpsons episode. You've mixed. I, up. I know. 
But <laughs> I know. anyway, so uh, monorail. I would have been. I would have been monorail. <laughs> eight, maybe uh-huh. seven or eight. And so my we're mom, talking three, four years. Three, ago. four years. Yeah, 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 max, max. So my mum was working for Carrick Council at the time, and they they had just built in what is now an office block, the, the civic centre. They had built this thing called the night ride. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the night ride was like a first floor monorail where you sat in. That's night rider. Yes, <laughs> where you sat inside a knight's helmet, uh-huh. and it took you on a tour of the history of the town of Carrickfergus. Early VR immersive experience. Short, yeah, short tour. Very short tour, but you know, it took you out over the top. You were, you know, you could look down to the floor below. It was quite, quite a, quite a drop, and then it would take you through. And there was. Um, the the story of the haunted hotel, Dobbins Hotel, the story of the building of Carrickfergus Castle, and there was a, some sort of siege, I think, that happened there. And they had all the audio things, and then they had these dummies that were, without the projection, were just like a white mannequin face. Mm-hmm. But when you projected onto it, the facial features kind of wrapped a yeah, little bit, yeah. and you had an actual human face that they'd recorded yeah. talking. It looked shit. But, yeah. And then, so we went to this kind of fam- friends and family day, on uh, for this and had our photographs taken me me my sister and some other girl who was in the the the, the knight's helmet with us mm-hmm. which was subsequently then used for all publicity for the night ride <laughs> the night ride was an unmitigated disaster oh and ended up being sold for 10 pounds all the like all the stuff inside it they sold for a tenner and it was such a scandal that it ended up on the cover of the the mirror, I think, on wow. the front page of the the da- of the mirror. I think sure I. And they used the picture of me and my sister on the front page <laughs> of the mirror for this like scandal. And then this was uh, maybe six months ago. Uh, there was a girl, um, uh, Siobhan, Siobhan Barber on Twitter, who I'm kind of internet friends with. I know Siobhan. You know Siobhan well. as well. Siobhan said she wanted to do like a serial style podcast about the the rise and fall of the night ride. Oh, really? And she wanted to find people who had so any direct yeah. involvement. And she was like, these are the stills that I can find. And she posted up the still of me and my sister. And I was like, <laughs> fun fact, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the night ride was a, a moderate, and it's not just offices. They've just turned it into an office block in, in Carrick. How now. big was it? It was, it was massive. Right. Okay. It was huge, wow. and they had like a, a visitor center and a gift thing, and a, a a bit of a stage area where they could do live performances and stuff. But it's just all offices wow. now. It's the, it's it's the Civic Epcot Center, center in Carrick Fergus. It's what little Epcot yeah. Center. And- wow. Yeah. So look up the night ride. It was biz- it was bizarre. Um, how did we get onto the night ride tangent? Monorail. <laughs> monorail. Monorail. Let's, let's uh, step back for five thousand steps, sir. Rewind. How did we get onto the from Brian Cox? Oh no, it was, Brian it was Cox. yes, the moon, the moon, yeah, the moon, the moon. Um, so it, it, it's this um, stunningly realistic mm. um, projection of the moon. Seen but it. The, seen it. Yeah, it's amazing. It was in Derry. It was in Derry. It was in Derry. Yes, yes, yes. And there's some amazing pictures. Oh, of, of, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Of what looks like a moon just superimposed into the hall where everybody was. That's what but, was, uh, yeah, that was, was the thing I said. Was so it, it looked no matter how, what photo you took, wherever you were, it just were, looked like it, somebody. Had it, st- it looked like someone had cut out a paper photo of a moon and stuck it on the photograph yeah. that you had. So I've, I have a good photo of me and John McRae there. I'll post it on on the links with. <laughs> I just, so I have moon. a photo of me and Ralphie from the last one that Hannah took of us, and I I have Ralphie held in my arms, 
just with the moon mm. in front of us and we're silhouetted against the moon and it's actually a really it's a really beautiful picture um which i have Spoiled printed by out your face. Spo- no no silhouetted okay, silhouetted okay. um which i have printed out um at the house and i thought amazing i can go and get a matching of picture the earth, of yeah. the earth but then there were they didn't they didn't really do any advertising for it unless the advertisement was all done through the ni science week as opposed to separate but today is the last day and I, I was get... down there a few times and, and I know I know it was open and I knew it was there and I they'd sort of got it in they would tell me about it but I hadn't seen it advertised yeah. like you but I, I think the problem the problem is just advertising all that stuff it can be hard I mean, maybe they should get expensive. some sort of, maybe they should get some sort of a podcast to advertise should, yeah, and let yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, know yeah. what uh, yeah, yeah. what is what it's doing but I just because the moon was in such amazing detail um, I was just really interested to see what kind of level of detail they could have brought to Should the Earth. Should come to like my house and put on the VR headset and try Google Earth because it is incredible. <laughs> Seriously, well, what about it's, the Google's mo- it's the most incredible VR experience is Google Earth, I think. That listener is a great offer. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the new Google, um, the the building? It's going to replace all 3D modeling. They, they've released it free to the public last week. What's that? Oh, I can't believe... I mean, if I knew we were going to talk about it, I would have done a little bit more research. Google have done That's this kind true. of 3D modeling thing. Okay. Where it, they've, they're just mapping everything and it's free for people to use. Um, <laughs> Which means it's a data hoarder. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but people are talking about it being like the end of... I have a link for it here. People are talking about it being the end of drone photography because you can just now get everything okay um available somebody sent me a link to it which i will post to you guys so that you can um so that you I can take a look what at what you're talking about i know and, hold and on this is my kind of thing this is great content i guys. know yeah i know but we can cut all of this out press pause or <laughs> press one of the, the do no we're not not nah. gonna, not gonna oh, do any i'll of just i'll just cut around it okay then um <laughs> add marker Oh, can you add marks? So it's called Google Earth Studio. Okay. Um, and this is their animation reel, so it'll give you a bit of an idea of what they're. We'll we'll post the podcast listener. No, we won't. But we'll get. We'll. I'll turn. We'll post a link to. I'll turn the audio down. But look at this. Look at that. Oh yeah, so basically you can so right, so Google Earth allows you to, to go to the 3D visit all these places. Google Earth Studio obviously allows you to set up camera points and waypoints for you to have a camera flying through the virtual earth and then record a video of it. Yes. So that's okay. that's essentially what it's doing, I think. Yes, and you can go um, through like they at the minute in the video they're going through uh, El Capitan, which is where Free Solo is um is filmed. Um, and they're flying around the mountain, and you you can basically dictate direct where the camera goes and record these. One of the more disconcerting things of Free Solo was that he seemed to be climbing up a Mac desktop quite a lot of the <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's um, I'm sure that'll be coming to a VR headset near you, and you can fly well, around I mean, New York City. It's already in there because Google Earth does have already flight flight paths and setup. Oh so right, if you, okay. If you go into Google, there's one of the best things on Google Earth is when you're. You're sort of walking around the 3D landscape and, and the buildings are about the same size as you and stuff. It's incredible. But there's a button you press and it tilts the entire earth up as if you're as if it's right in front of you. The whole of the earth is right in front of you. You look down and all you see are stars. You look left and right and you just see the kind of edge of the earth. Mm. Amazing. It's incredible. It's the best thing. Come is have it still, a go. Is it still making you feel a bit sick? Yeah, yeah, I don't feel well. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'll be honest there. It's not... PJ's not fussed on having his god complex rot large. <laughs> VR is yeah it's 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 um although having said that like like the 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 new there's new hardware coming out soon 
um, that looks like it's going to be even better. All this stuff is just getting better and better. Yeah. And a lot of it's tweaking it and just making sure it's really locked solid for you. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting the next couple of years. And, and um, when I'm off to uh, South by Southwest, I'll be looking at shit like that. This is the stuff I'm going to be looking at. All What's out there, what people have hardware-wise and what they're doing and stuff. Hopefully I'll feel, not feel sick constantly. So there, there you go. Anyway. So this morning we were talking about what we would like to do with the podcast going forward. Yes, we yes yes. So we're nearly we're coming up on the end of our set our first year of the Sunnyside podcast show. Yeah, we're like pretty it must be much like a month or two away. It's it's not many episodes left yeah. before the end of the first year, and I'd like to go into the second year and maybe professionalize it up a bit. Mm. Maybe not so much dicking around. And how might and how might one do that? Well, first of all, you're cut. That's okay. the, you're, you're, you're out. Freeze up my Sunday nights. I mean, I've barely said anything this episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I spent most of the time looking for a link on my phone. So, so I'm not really sure what, what direction the content's going to take. At that point. It's just it's 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 the, the direction that PJ's always wanted the PJ show. The PJ. Tr- no, no, no. That it's actually the thing that I I. I dread is is the idea of having guests on and actually having them on, but I, talking to them in a way that like that you're like a normal to, person like would. a normal like, no. like, <laughs> like it's about them like it's about them it's like a podcast show. I think I can do it. I think I can, but I think we 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 need to start thinking about that. Yeah. And, so what and, we were talking about basically was adding more guests to the show. Yeah. And um, adding a bit more variety of uh, opinion and viewpoints and uh, mm-hmm. just sort of seeing where that goes. So yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, were you thinking of a guest every episode, or were you thinking of a guest every couple of episodes? Were you thinking? Uh, sort yeah, of I like the idea of a guest guess. every other episode because I think you know. Now I'm going to start perhaps imagining that I know what the listener likes. But I think the listener likes hearing what we're up to. Yeah. Uh, but also they like hearing if the listener. Of- if the listener is me, I like hearing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes. If the listener is, is Scott, he's not listening, so it doesn't really matter. Huh? Well, I think I think I think the way the, the way the format of the show works. And let's get very sort of inside baseball on this. Is that we record two shows at a time, right? Uh-huh. So the way the way it you com- have never sound sexier than you do now on that, that headphone. Oh, I thanks very you. much. So um, PJ and Scott come to my house, and then we we record two shows. We record show one, then show two. Show one is usually the one with the most content. On. <laughs> And show two is usually okay. What else the most have we got? Free Roman kind of. Now sometimes that sometimes that works to our benefit, and yeah. we end up with some good stuff. Sometimes Ron starts talking and then stops. Yeah, well, it just stops. Th- yeah. So this is a show two, right? Yeah. <laughs> that we're in right now. Listener, why not go back and listen to all of the shows and see if you can guess which is a show one and which is a show two? <laughs> it's got a bit meta, okay? So if. If we were able to change the format to perhaps having a guest every time in, say, show A, and then show B or show two was us catching up with ourselves, mm-hmm. then I think that would maybe make for a more dynamic, um, yeah, you know, you know flow. But so, so what's right? So I think right. I have quite an eclectic taste in things, and I I I can probably bring to the table. Or comic guests and IT guests, maybe that that are interesting to me. The audience is is frothing at the mouth. But the, the, but that's the thing. I I think there's always something interesting about people who yeah. are, who have a depth of knowledge that you can dig into and explore. And even if it's not kind of except, I will say this: we have an expert in coloring 
and at no point has he ever been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Not on. <laughs> look at his wee face. <laughs> look at his wee face. I'm, I'm just happy that PJ mentioned me. <laughs> if, if ever there was a subject designed to drain the color out of conversation. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, but so, I think what we're good at is drawing out a, 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 a lay person's explanation of these uh, complex topics. Yeah, I think because pe- because we are lay people, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You forget that and think, oh, you've asked me about color. Let me tell you about the EC three hits X coloring thing, or whatever, whatever it might be. I, I always ask Scott about the little funny colour wheels he has on his desk. I think they're fascinating. Does he have little colour wheels in it? What oh, yeah. All, all, all of my colouring is done by balls. Yeah. Most, it's, most, <laughs> it's mostly balls. It's mostly balls. Yeah. Oh, that should be our T-shirt. It's mostly balls. Right, anyway. <laughs> Three big track, ball, track balls that he moves around yeah. moving the colour. And are they RGB? Uh, are they, no, they're they... shadows, midtones, and highlights. Oh, right. That's interesting. I've never really understood that. Like, like Photoshop offers you, you know, change the colours in the shadows, change the colours in midtones, change the colours in the highlights. Why? So the why? Yeah, why? Well, because that that makes I up never, your entire image, right? But I but why shadows mid? Why not red? Because green, then you blue? can because then you can do things like because if you're doing just red, green, blue, then you're affecting the whole image, but just by color <clears throat> channel. Okay. Whereas if you're messing with the shadows, midtones, and highlights, you can do interesting things like split toning, which is where you would add, say, a cool color like blue or cyan mm-hmm. to the shadows but a warm color to the highlights oh, right. and okay. you get like a night nice, so, so I mean, you, you understand nice the color you yeah. understand the color theory of complementary colors and yeah, dryadic yeah. colors and that yeah. sort of thing so and as much as people kind of i understand dislike, it but the listener might the listener not. doesn't so when you see films no the listener might not the listener might understand it yeah they might you've just said this they don't color triangles and things like okay that. so i'm by listener i'm talking about ron <laughs> Assume I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are colors that work very well together, and they work well together because they complement each other. There are colors that work well together because they are opposites, and there are colors that work well together because they're all part of the same segment of the color wheel. Yeah. And there are various different ways. Do you remember when you were in school and the teacher made you paint colors on a wheel, and you'd have to color red in one end, and you'd have to color. Uh, yellow in the other and, and blue in the other one. Did Absolutely you never have to do not. That? No. Do you not remember that? And no. then you had the color. So you'd you'd paint red in one section and yellow in another section. And then between the red and the yellow, you'd have to paint a mixture of those two colors. And you'd have to get which there. would get orange. Yeah. And then and then you'd have to color a mixture between the orange and the red, which would be a reddier orange, and a a, a color between the orange and the yellow, which would be a kind of yellowy orange. And you'd do that for for the three main colors on your color wheel, which would be red. red I, I feel like yellow. you are explaining this to me, but and I'm I'm being as receptive as possible to this. But, but still, I, nothing. But I do do my own color treatments on 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 the stuff that I video. <laughs> so I do okay. on, I okay. do understand it on a very very basic level, you know. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm giving I'm I'm explaining to you the kind of. The, the color wheel, because yeah. I think I think you can't really understand the idea of opposite colors until you understand that the idea of a color wheel. Yeah. yeah. Because opposite opposite colors are literally when you look at that wheel of color, they're the two colors at the opposite end of that wheel. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and what it, that's what opposite if colors are. If something is too warm, mm-hmm. i.e., there is too much of yellows, reds, oranges, mm-hmm. what color do you add to that to, to cool take that out? You take yeah. you you put in its opposite color, which is yeah. blue. And, 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 and when you're talking about things that are too warm and too um, uh, co- cool, what you're basically saying is that 
they they give you the feeling, the of, feeling the, of, of those temperatures. Yeah. And there is, a, and, but, the, and they come from the feeling of those temperatures because that's the way the light in the sky is. If you see a kind of warm, uh, if you see a kind of orangey glow to things, it has it. It looks like heat. It looks like warmth. Yeah. If you see a kind of cool blue, it feels like cold. It looks like cold. Well, and I think there's. there's kind of, a, I mean, that's it's a crude way of saying yeah, it, but it, but it helps. A, I think a, to, explaining color and not just the color that I do, but I mean the the. The abstract concept of a color. Yeah. What is a color? Other than saying it's the color that something is. What's really, really clever, though, is that we've picked the perfect medium for explaining I know, color. I know. <laughs> the audio <laughs> medium. <laughs> audio but there's, a, there's a really good video, which I'll, I'll link to in the show notes. This noise is brown. <laughs> <laughs> That is a brown that noise. Is a, that is the brown sound. Um, I'll link to the video. It's a, by a, a, a YouTube channel called Channel Cresswell. He says he linked to it. I'll, PJ will link to it. <laughs> um, and he says, I'm paraphrasing because I can't quite remember, but he said that the way that he describes colour is it's an emotional response to the to a saturation of a pigment. Mm-hmm. And it's, so he thinks about colour as about an emotion. There's about 12 words in there now that you've got to explain. Well, he thinks about colour in terms of emotion. <laughs> As yeah. opposed to, as in terms of of, of heat or cool, or yeah, because yeah. heat and cool generally only refers to yellow and blue. Yeah. Whereas if you think of it in emotion, like red is the emo- the color of love, but is also the color of anger, mm. and green is the color of envy, but is also the color of sickness and death. Mm. Um, and these things are all part of the color theory that goes into yeah. what I do. Yeah. Um. The mo- well, I I always I always think it's interesting that these are. These are feelings that we get from a color, yeah. And but some of that is a cultural phenomena, yes. And some of it is kind of the way humanity is, yeah. Like I, I think warm and cool colors essentially come from the fact that that's the way the sun works, and that. But but you know, green to is a calming color for a lot of people. For some people, yeah. For, and, and is that a cultural thing? You know, that's kind of it's interesting to me to yeah. Think, the, the, uh, the cultural, the cultural. Norms of colours are completely different in the east of the world, yeah. you know, the, or the, and the global south, than they are here. Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating subject. I mean, I think I was reading a, a blog about it the other day. I'll try and find the link to it and put it in the show notes. But it was a woman who studied. It means the, I'll put it in the show notes. No, I'll find it and I'll give it to you. And then I'll put it in the show notes. But it was about the history of like how how colours been used in art over over mm. different years. And yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's really and I think when you, I struggle with colour, I, I mean, I I I obviously do a bit of colour. I do colour for covers or pinups and things and it's because I want to do a colour thing. I want to get good at colour but they're like the, the skill with colour seems to be uh, an actual kind of how to apply that colour but also colour choices and those, those choices yeah. you make and whether they're good choices or bad and choices. And you can see, you know... You, and a you good colour has a really great palette they always call on and it's, yeah. it's always good. And you can see, like, you, you think that you would want the... For example, the foreground subject to stand out from the background and you yeah. think, okay, so well, you know, I'll have the foreground in orange and the background in blue and yeah. that's, you know, that's really going to make them pop. And then somebody else comes along and they've done everything in purple. Mm-hmm. It's all in purple, but just different hues and shades yeah. and um, and contrasts of purple. Mm-hmm. And it looks way better. And you think, well, that's not... How that, that? That, that, yeah, how, how, how does yeah. that work? It, it is a, it's a, it's a complicated... I did I, I, I did a sort of grey wash thing one time before um, and I was using tones, grey wash tones. And what I found was that um, the the kind of the stronger the difference between light and dark yes. the, the more your eye is drawn to yes. it and then the kind of the the shallower that difference the less your eye is drawn yeah, to so it so contrast is king yeah, that's so, the, yeah. that's, so, so that's high, where the pop high comes contrast from. things 
at the fore pop things into the foreground. Yeah. And so, I mean, of course, you're dealing with a flat image, but you're trying to fool the eye into thinking it's three dimensional. And if you do high contrast things, people look at those first. Those are the first things people see, and then the low contrast stuff has a tendency to fade into the background. And that's kind of the way perspective works as well. When you look out and you see a big wide field of things, the further and further back gets, the less kind of saturated the less detail yeah, yeah the less detail and yeah. contrast and saturation go hand in hand yeah, you know yeah. um if you want if you put more contrast in more saturation goes in just by you know by yeah, well, co- well so saturate right so there's huge right yeah okay there's jesus right of, okay so i mean this is what this is contrast what saying, this, is a, this is a complex topic there's yeah. a lot of stuff to get to contrast get is the difference between light and shade yeah the more and again, even the, the, the terms, the more contrast there is, mm-hmm. is the greater the difference between, between the, lights, the white points yeah. and the black points. Yeah, so film noir is yeah. very Heavy high blacks, contrast. bright whites. Yeah. Um, Hugh. Hugh. Is Barney McGrew. Hugh, Cuthbert Dibble and Grub. Yeah. See, that's a reference I get. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> and that, that's an old people reference that I get. <laughs> Um, you got it from repeats, though. Probably. Oh, yeah. Of course, I got it from or, repeats. Or kind of. Actually, no, I didn't. I got it from YouTube my parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Hugh is the um, is where something appears on the color wheel. Mm-hmm. It as in which specific color. Yeah. It is, and saturation is the amount of that color. The yeah. value of that. The value of that yeah. color. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the 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 control surface that I have is. Uh, shadows, midtones, and highlights. There is a so in, a very, in its very strict uh, terms, pink has, is a similar hue to red. It's just a lo- much lower saturation. Yes, yeah, yes. So the, um, and there's usually less contrast. Yeah, in in pink. Um, the the well, it's a single color, so there's no contrast. Well, well that's, no that's, contra- that's contrast. That's really I mean, like in the West, we have a word for pink. Yeah, right. In the East, they don't have a word. For pink. Oh, there's a great thing about about the ancient Greeks. Didn't have a word for blue. For blue, yeah. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah, in, there's in a the, really... In, there's the, a, in where, the, the Odyssey, there, there's there's so many ways of describing the colour of the sky and the colour of the sea, but not once do they use a word equivalent to the word blue. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting that we've got a word for pink, which is kind of like a light a light red. Yeah. We don't have a word for like a light yellow, you know, not the one that we all know. Yeah. yeah. Or a light green or a light blue, you know, yeah. well, why 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 the light red? You know? And, there's, and, and, you know, like Pantone numbers are fascinating because Pantone... I've trademarked all those colors. Yeah. So if you try and yeah. use a Pantone, like a, a specific shade of orange, well, first of all, orange, the company will come after you. <laughs> but also, uh, if you use a, a color that can be mapped to a Pantone color, they can come after you and say, that's ours. That's our color. How do you trademark a color? How do you uh, trademark anything? Pantone figured out how to do it. Jesus. Well, the color spectrum is so, I mean, it's infinite. Infinite in every direction. Yeah, but it's also naturally occurring. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's, I mean, trade, I mean, trademark law is not a natural phenomena no. of the world. It's not, you know, so it is a kind of unnatural phenomena about putting kind of order to something that is unordered. Yeah. But I mean, that that's, it's it's about proving these things in court, I suppose. But there, there are, there are Pantone colors that, um, you know, you, you can only, you can only use if they're Pantone colors. There's, I mean, you know about Vanta Black. Yes, the ba- blackest black there is. Yeah, and the guy who made that uh, refused to sell it to one other person. Uh, one particular person he refused to sell this black to, who's an artist that wanted to do all sorts of art- artistic things. And then that guy, in retaliation, came up with the pinkest pink that you've ever that that exists in in the world. Yeah. And 
in a stipulation of the of the sale of that pink, it can be sold to anyone except the other guy. <laughs> so the, the so these guys, one guy's not allowed to buy the blackest black, and the other one's not allowed to have the pinkest pink. So it's it's not it's not. So, I mean, you kind of go, how do you, how do you do that? Although the Vanta black's really interesting because it's a kind of it's a structure more than it's a color. Yeah. So I mean, it's obviously absence of color, but I think it's like a nano structure that can be painted or applied to things. And so whenever and it you, doesn't reflect. It doesn't it reflect absorbs, anything. Yeah, absor- it absorbs light. so much light yeah. that when you look at it, it looks two-dimensional. Or it doesn't look... If you have a three-dimensional shape and you've painted it with Vanta Black, it looks two-dimensional. It, it, so it no longer looks like a, a 3D object because you're relying on the light to kind of bounce off it for yeah. you to get the 3D of things. Uh, but when the light doesn't bounce off it, that is just a weird flat shape. So if you paint a kind of, I don't know, if you paint a figure or something, have you ever seen that illustration of the figure that rotates clockwise and anti-clockwise? Because it's 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 rotating. You mean like it, the, the reverse face thing? No, no. There's one where there's a, a silhouette of a figure that's turning but because the it has no three dimensional information for your okay, eyes to latch yeah. onto, you don't know if it's turning clockwise or anti clockwise. So when you're first looking at it, you're thinking that's turning clockwise, and then at some point your brain goes, "It could be turning anti clockwise," and then it is turning anti clockwise yeah. because it's no, it's it's you know it's so flat. So so it's the same sort of thing except in in three D it it works in the real world. You look at this stuff and it just vanishes, which means if you have an object that's much closer to you than another object, and the both of them are in Vanta Black, you wouldn't see the closer object at all. It's wild expensive stuff, though. It is very expensive stuff, yeah. But, yeah, so that's the, that's the, that's cool. I like yeah. that. I like Vanta Black. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so the, con- the back, the control surface, shadows, midtones, highlights. Yes. I have a wheel on the outside of the, of each of them, which controls brightness. I mean, I'm picturing the control desk of Inside Out. That's it's. I mean, it's a bit like that. It is a bit like that. So I have a wheel on the. So I have three wheels. There, can you put, give me a picture and we can put it yeah, on, yeah, on, well, the, push, on the thing? Yeah, that'd so I've got cool. three wheels which control the brightness or, uh-huh. and of the shadows, midtones, and highlights. And inside each of those wheels, there's a big red ball, mm-hmm. and it's like an upside down, like an old mouse with a with a grey roller ball yeah. in it. It's like an upside down mouse. Mm-hmm. It's quite big. It's about they're called about track the, balls. In the eighties, we called them track balls. Track yeah, balls. yeah, track it's about balls. the size of a bath bomb. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that is controls the shadows, midtones, highlights position on no the color wheel. No one uses trackballs anymore, isn't it? It's kind of it was a technology you from the eighties. Uh, yeah. We have a, a VFX artist and a sound um, and a dub and mixer who both use. Remember the 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 mouse with the the trackball on top and the buttons on the sides. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So they both use those. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I've got three trackballs, and that controls the position on the color wheel of the shadows, midtones, yeah. and highlights that relate to the, okay. the ball. Uh, and then there's a, lo- a lot of um, lot pots of... and um, turning dials and stuff that do okay. various other bits and pieces. Not but actual that's the pr- pots. You mean no, like but I'm sorry. Control... A pot would be like a um, yeah, like a, a, tr- a knob, a, a knob, a 360 degree okay. turning okay. knob. Um, I mean, I'm picturing somewhere between Inside Out and and I mean, uh, it's quite a big ne- Nemo's Nautilus or something. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a big setup. It's one, yeah. two, three, four. It's four panels that kind of stretch round me. Yeah. Um, as I'm working, that sounds amazingly cool. Um, yeah, it does look like flying a ship, and then you just realise that how or this you have or to this move the spaceship from that that eighties uh, flight of the navigator. Flight of the navigator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Um, um, I'm not quite sure if that's what it really looks like, but that's definitely what it sounds like. Yeah, and we'll we'll send it. But it's not quite colourful enough. Uh, well, it has to it has to be dark because I don't want oh, any of reflections. Course, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it looks pretty awesome actually. Yeah, it's a mad looking desk you've got there. That's mental. 
Good lord. I, I love hardware like that that's designed for one thing. For Yeah, it does one thing, and it does it really well, you but know. it does absolutely nothing. I mean, it's some, you it's, should check it, out looks, it looks vaguely like the sort of weird control desk you'd find in a 1960s episode of The Man from Uncle. Yeah. Or something, where, <laughs> where, a, where, where you've got like spinning tape decks and stuff, as well as control knobs and buttons flashing off and on, and, yeah. and, and yeah. I mean, like, nobody I, quite I knows use, what it's doing. I use Final Cut um, Pro Ten. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm editing color, a lot of those things are available as little software nodes, but they're nowhere near as satisfying. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, plus the, the thing about it is um, the the tactile nature of those. I can be controlling the shadows and highlights at, at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah, so I can have a one hand on the shadows, one time on the highlights, because even though they are separate, mm-hmm. there is a point at which they all overlap. Yeah. So if I'm making the shadows one thing, eventually that will bleed into the yeah. mid-tones and into the highlights. So if I'm doing something with the shadows, but I want to keep the skin tones or the sky, mm-hmm. some, then I have to be doing it at the same time. I could do it separately, but it would mean making a small adjustment here and then mousing over a small adjustment here and then back and bouncing okay. between and the two. So from a technical point of view, what way is this Is this information? Is this is this recorded as automation then onto the, onto the video track? Um. No, so it's not so like much. You don't automation. sit there live playing the thing. No, so you you work <laughs> like off, a DJ in a nineteen. You, know. <laughs> you work you work off one frame. Okay. Um, and but it, what you do is done live in real time. So any adjustments I make are immediately visible on a single on the, frame. On the single frame, yeah, and then okay. you play the shot through and see. Okay, does like, the do sun, I need to adjust in this? Does the sun frame? go in and out at this point? Because if it does, I'm going to have to do an animated keyframe to yeah. adjust yeah. to compensate for that, yeah. and then and it's a bit like live? when you're in. You no, you don't. No, you don't do that mm. live. Okay. No, um, you would do it live in something like audio mixing, where you can play with the well, faders. See, that's what I do because I have a control surface for audio mixing yeah. upstairs. So, like, I would if I'm playing the show through, I can fade things up and down. If, P- if PJ's been really loud, I can play back that section on the fly. and pull back his no, audio and yeah. push know, it back up. I don't live. know why that would be the first thing that <laughs> to mind, but it's fine. No, so th- this is all done uh, on a still frame, and okay. then you you pick your in point, pick your out point for the dynamic keyframes, and then cha- do you make your changes, play it and see how it looks, and then make some more changes okay. and then play it and see how it looks. Um, God, that sounds dull to do it's i mean i mean you're looking at the same thing over and over and over again and and it i mean do you get to well how do, long how long do you, you spend get, a shot depends how troublesome it's been if i'm honest like there's ones there's some shots that i could have done in in less than a minute there's some shots where somebody walks from outside inside that'll take me a long time or there's shots where the sun comes in sun goes out that'll take me a long time underexposed overexposed if you have if you because you, I mean, I'm sure there are shots where you return back to scenes where yep. you've got a scene, and three episodes later in a show, you're back into that scene. Yeah, can you call up yes. what that was? I can copy. Yeah, I can go, copy and paste. And it's the same with a camera and B camera. If there's a, a two hander between two characters, one camera shooting over one shoulder, mm-hmm. one camera shooting over the other. Once I've got one, you can use unless it. there's a dramatic light shift, it'll work on both, and you yeah. just bounce between. You just bounce between the two. Because whenever I'm color correcting, I'm doing the opposite of what you're doing. You're trying to create a look. Of things, yeah. Whereas I'm trying to get everything to look natural. Well, that's where you start. Oh but, no, yeah. not sorry, not natural. You uh, you want everything to look balanced. Yeah, and I've you got want... maybe three cameras, and I'm trying to make sure everything looks the same on yes. all three. Yes, um, and as long as everything looks the same, yeah, you, you know the customer's fine. It does, yeah, right exactly. And I, what I do is l- Ron, some... Ron, my wedding video. I would like more like to look like blue steel, <laughs> <laughs> but it's le- like the look and stuff mm-hmm. is important, but consistency is much more important okay it doesn't matter if you have a really nice look but 
if all of the shots aren't balanced correctly and aren't balanced to match, it doesn't matter how nice the look is. Yeah. It's because it, it's it's just going to pull the audience out immediately. Um, so everything's got to be balanced first, and then you can start kind of tweaking in and having a look and and seeing about a style or a tone or uh, you know. You see, I, I can't afford to have style or anything on mine because a lot of the time what I'm doing is shooting uh, stage shows. Yeah. So there's lighting. There's like yeah, mm. and I'm just have to I I have to try and find something that's like neutral. Yeah. And then it's the lighting just dictates what how it looks. What's, you well, know? yeah, what's going to happen so, from then on? It's the yeah. opposite, really. Yeah. Well, we can have. I have a a before and after video that I think I've posted on my Instagram before of a a short that I did, which shows where it you know where the image starts and where it ends up, which mm. I can I can post cool. up for the for the show notes for the show notes for the show notes. Yeah. Lester, um, do you look at the show notes? That's something I'd like to know. Because <laughs> PJ spends a lot of time on the show notes, and if PJ nobody's spends clicking as on long them, as it takes to listen to the show on the show notes, yeah. To be fair, I would listen to the show anyway, so I mean, I'm already doing. Yeah, that. but you wouldn't be typing stuff up and no, searching that's out true. links. Scott stuff. just takes our word for that. There even is a show online. He's <laughs> never heard it. I have, heard, I have heard it. I mean, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've heard that it's a thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that those fourteen people on Patreon are paying us for nothing. <laughs> no, I can't. Um, <laughs> two of them are two of them are us. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, back to what we were saying originally. We want to get more guests on. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, and, is and, that what we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I want there's there's specific types of guests. The that kind think, of conversation we just had there with Scott. Who has a font of all this knowledge already? We're never doing that again, though. I'm but I'd like to have that conversation that. with somebody who has a interesting job, interesting job that we can kind of. No, uh, I think you need to emphasize the interest a lot more. Like I like the idea of talking to a cop. Yeah, yeah. Um, who works in in a particular field, you know, or okay. uh, um, a politician? You know, they're 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 not that busy at the minute here. <laughs> um, or or a, or a teacher or yeah. something like that. Somebody who has I like a, I like I don't generally. I don't really care. That sounds about right. In general? Yeah. Yeah, It's a thing we find. When it comes to guests on podcasts like Blind Boy or something like Joe Rogan, who who have a myriad of different people from all walks of life on, I generally don't really care what the thing that they're talking about is. Yeah. I am interested in hearing experts explain things to me. Yeah. it, It can generally be about anything. Um, which is why I think the last two episodes of the Blind Boy podcast that I listened to were civil rights activist Bernadette Devlin McClasky, yeah. and then the next episode was a guy who was an expert on frogs. Yes, I mm. was telling PJ about that today, and it was the, it was the best episode in the ages. Oh, the the frog guy. Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. And then oh, and sorry, I just finished the one of the two um, uh, gay and HIV awareness activists um, yeah. from yeah. Dublin, which was another terrific episode, and just not being like. So he does interview them, but he doesn't like, it's not like what's your background and that it just, it's a conversation yeah. and they end up having just an, and the, and things come up along the way, um, which I think is, is what we should be aiming for. Yeah. Rather than an interview. Yeah. Yeah. So, listener, does that sound like something you'd like? <laughs> yeah. We're going like to we're gonna have to put a feedback form or something. Do you want us to get the popo in here? Get the popo. I mean, if you want us just to continue the way things are, we can do that. Yeah, but I think we'd like to try and bring a bit more to the show. Than yeah. And just, I think given just us. the people that we interact with on on even mostly on a daily basis, I, we could probably we, get some I, pretty yeah, interesting. I think, I think we're we're good. I mean, I think we all know people that are interested yeah. and are good at, and know what they're talking about. I mean, I tend to. I mean, apart from Scott, I would generally cut out boring people from my life. If I, <laughs> 
That's I'm only joking. I you know, know, it's, you it's, know it's, I've been picking on you. These last me? two episodes, just since, since you got rid of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> you've been coming. You've become a little bit. No, is it because no, I have a like dog and you don't? Week, last week you came in, and the looks you gave me were of such cynicism, <laughs> such weary cynicism that I just thought, "What have I done? I have done nothing here." What? 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 But you they, took away Nathan's pet. Uh, well, Nathan. Uh, well, the Nathan goes. Uh, Nathan apparently quite angry about it. Quite angry with me. Uh, he's told my wife. He says I'm quite. I'm angry with Daddy for taking getting rid of the dog. But he, I said, are you angry with me? He goes, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not manifested in any actual visual anger. It's just, I'm quite angry with you about that. So. Well, I told you about a, um, a company or a, an organization. was happy enough. An organization called Cavaliers in Need, who specialize in rehoming Cavaliers. Well, small breed dogs, specifically Cavaliers. Okay. No, you never told me about this. Dogs. Yeah. So they, are, they have like a, a petting like not a petting zoo because it's just dogs, but a kind of traveling petting roadshow thing that they go mm-hmm. around and and do, and then hopefully try and get some rehome situation. Why do out they, of Why that. do they? I mean, greyhound. I can understand why there's a need for greyhound rehome. So the dog we had was a greyhound. If you're the first time listener, I have better explain things to you. Uh, we had a greyhound temporarily for a little bit. Four days, and that was enough to realise that the greyhound too big. The reason that gre- there's uh, a need for greyhounds to be rehomed is because people breed them for racing, and then decide that dog is no good at racing. Yeah, and plus, that, or and the only greyhound track in I think the only greyhound track in Northern Ireland um, has yeah, just closed Drumbo, down. Yeah, it's yeah it has closed down. down. So, so there's suddenly there's probably suddenly there's a lot of free greyhounds. Yeah, um, and I don't know, like the lovely, Cavaliers, lovely quiet dogs. But the Cavaliers seem massive. to be like. The, the, uh, one of their recent posts on Facebook, which I saw today because I was sending you the link, um, was there's been, they, they've, I think the police or RSPCA or somebody has kind of shut down a puppy farm, mm-hmm. um, which are, you know, illegal dog breeding, yeah. horrible condition um, to sell to nice families at Christmas, yeah. uh, have shut down a puppy farm and they very, now have a... Very a, restricted amount of stuff you can get out of a puppy farm. Just puppies. Get, just puppies. Yeah, really. I mean, you could try getting some milk, but I don't think it's going to be... <laughs> that's not, not good. You, you don't want the meat anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's where they that's where they have come from. I don't. I, I assume small breed dogs are done because they take up less space, and yeah. that's why, you know... You get about nine of them for, you, you for get bigger They're far... Yes, and that's why they're farming them. Um, so... Yeah, they're doing this traveling puppy mm-hmm. roadshow, and they also use them for. Um, Never again am I getting a, a dog. I've told my son in a year's time we can think about getting a dog again, but really that's just to say, please don't make me feel bad about taking the dog away. Uh, I know, I know, I know. At least now I can say I had a pet. Was was uh, <sighs> Thomas's thing, which was that's hard. Got- that's, that's got to be a tough one to hear. That's, uh, I'm going to start calling him Doubton Thomas. <laughs> Here's right. So you, uh, there are things as a dad, things you've got to do as a dad that you've never had to do. And, and then you look back at the things your own dad did and you think, okay, maybe he made the right call there when I was a kid. I didn't think it was like, well, I remember us having a pet dog a couple of times having pets pet dogs, and then them disappearing, being disappeared, uh, and told their way off to the farm. Being disappeared is a different connotation. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, And I I used to think, oh, that's terrible. But looking back, it's like, he shouldn't have got us a dog in the first place. Uh, And why, you know, So, but okay, getting rid of it was probably the best decision to to do. We were not... we I were not ready for dogs. We were at like an outdoor kind of like adventure park place mm-hmm. when we still lived in Scotland. And there was a zip line, mm-hmm. which I sat on and I said to my dad, 
I was just going to push myself off and go down the zip line, mm-hmm. and that and that was fine. I, don't, I must have been six, five, mm-hmm. six, something like that. Don't push me. Don't mm-hmm. push me. I just want to push myself off because I was quite scared. Yeah. Don't push me. He f- flew me down that zip line. <laughs> I mean, in my five or six year old brain, yeah, he threw me down like the zip line. He did push me, but. Uh, you know, it was probably less dramatic than that. But I hit the end and swung, mm-hmm. you know, swung up. Didn't fall off, was all fine, yeah. but came off it. And I said, you said, you know, burst into tears. You said you weren't going to push me. I hit you so much. Oh. And, ran, and ran off and hid in one of the little oh. cabins that they had on the, on the, in the adventure park. And my dad came and found me and I was just bawling my eyes out in this little, in this little house. And my dad came up to me and said, are you crying because you said you hate me? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Crying because I pissed myself. (laughs) And I still bring that up. Do you still bring that up? I have, I mean, I think Nathan has maybe, Nathan and Thomas have both had, I hate you once or, once or twice, but they haven't been, they haven't been particularly serious. They haven't been particularly. They haven't been anything where you genuinely feel guilty about. Yeah. Like I, if they if they did the same thing with the dog, I would feel quite bad about it. it would be a very difficult yeah. thing. But sometimes it's been, you know, when they did it was they were much littler and whatever it was was a stupid thing. It, it was either you know go to your room, do your homework, or or some other thing. Um, but it's a struggle to get Tom to do his homework. This is is our big thing at the moment, and you and you and you. It's heartbreaking making him do that because you. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do fucking homework. I wouldn't blame you for not wanting to do homework. This is more and homework most of it's I, pointless. It's all pointless. Not yeah. not even most of it. All of it. Do you know the the in the UK and the mainland. Um, have kind of government regulation that says how much homework you're supposed to do, uh, and it's supposed to be whatever amount it is, less than an hour. Here they don't, in Northern Ireland they don't, so it's whatever the schools decide. Yeah. But, like, the recommendation is one hour, but even then you don't have to do that much. Yeah. And a lot of places in Scotland, I think some places in Scotland, has decided no homework for kids, you know, in, in primary school. Not none whatsoever. Yeah, because they're not learning anything. They're, they're they're exhausted from doing school all day. They come home, they want to chill out and relax, and all they're doing is being made to do more homework. Yeah, I think I'm going to really pointless. struggle whenever Ralphie goes into school, but with the the idea of homework and coursework mm. and all that kind of stuff, because yeah, I, I, they're not teaching. They're just they're teaching him yeah. how to pass an exam. Oh, that, not, I mean, they're, they're definitely doing that now in schools. Yeah. They're definitely they're teaching to the and eleven pluses, which is why it's like a couple of years ago, a few years ago, when Nathan went and did or the the transfer test, they weren't allowed to teach to the transfer test, so they, everyone was getting not great grades. Somewhere along the lines, the law changed where they were allowed to teach to the transfer test, or someone made a decision, and so now they're all getting good grades in the transfer yeah. test, but. The kids are not any brighter. They've just yeah. been taught just how been to pass t- yeah. those tests. Yeah. So it's, and so now the schools are kind of struggling and going, oh, we're going to say no to more people. So it's it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah. But the, this has been the this has been the most kind of getting rid of the dog has been the most parental I've had to be. It's the most I'm putting my foot down as a parent and saying no to this. Yeah. This is uh, this is not good for our family. Yeah. In the I don't, long I mean, if in the Nathan long term. Dad, I've decided to get my ears pierced. I'd go, fine, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it grows back. Yeah. Dad, I've got a tattoo on my arm. It says, Mom, 
I go, fine. <laughs> so Can't believe you didn't get one said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, none of that would bother me. Right? But the, the dog thing has been like a real kind of, yeah. I've had to make a decision and do something. And I mean, I, they'll have forgotten about it. And I hope so. But I, I think, I mean, that's the thing. Will, they, will Nathan, will Thomas, you know, stand up on his wedding day and say, I remember the day we had a pet. It was great. <laughs> At least I got to say I had a pet. At least once. I got to say I had that pet once. That's something. When I have kids, you know, when you do that toast at the kids, wedding, said for those who couldn't be with us, <laughs> mouse the dog. Oh god, god. Oh. Uh, anyway, so that yeah, that's that's tough. But if you haven't had to make any, Ralphie's too young for you to kind Ralphie's of need too, to do. Ralphie's stuff. young. I am kind of aware though that you wouldn't send it back anyway, would you, Ralphie? No, <laughs> no. I yeah I He'd am aware. Fit. Ralphie adores our dog. <laughs> uh-huh. Like they are yeah. best friends. Mm. And our dog is. We got our dog the the week we came back after our honeymoon. So that's probably five. How long? Five how long years. Does your dog live for? Cavaliers have ge- congenital heart defects. Oh no! So generally they live to about. I mean, if you if you're talking seven or eight, you're you're doing well. Really? Oh my goodness! Yeah, they're not they're not um, particularly uh, All well. All these breeds dogs. are broken. I know, I know. Well, it's that, awful. I mean, that's it because in order to get a breed that looks attractive, it's inbreed. You got to in, you, you got to inbreed. inbreed those fuckers. Yeah. And and so what happens is people breed them for their exterior appearance, but not for their interior. But, some, but yeah, but sometimes the the inbreeding is done for a specific reason. Like there's a. There's a story about why, um, is it bulldogs or uh, like a Staffordshire Bull Terrier or something? One of those very kind of flat mm. snouted. They were used for um, for some sort of herding cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they would bite into the cattle, they'd be so aggressive that they wouldn't let go. Mm-hmm. And the blood would pour out of the cow or the, or the bull or whatever it was. And it would flow into the nose mm-hmm. of the of the dog, but the dog wouldn't let go, and the dogs would drown. Mm-hmm. So they were bred with these kind of those kind of fat. I would, flaps. I would, I would have bred them to let go. That's you know, <laughs> you can't breed, can't breed smart. <laughs> um, so they were bred to have these kind of like little vessels, like rivers, yeah. so that the blood runs right, away okay. from the nose. Yeah. Um, to, uh, to so that they didn't fucking. Yeah. drown themselves in blood, which is just an awful, it's a awful lovely image. story. Scott. I know, Jesus. Very, I, I mean, is that one of the nighttime stories you tell Ralphie yeah. about? Let's dogs? get a dog breeder on the show. <laughs> uh, the, the, that'd be interesting. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, dogs like Cavaliers. The reason that they're called lap dogs uh-huh. is because they were bred to be the right size, weight, and I think they run a little bit hotter, uh-huh. and they're for wealthy women to sit and have on their stomachs when they were having period cramps. Oh, right, they were okay. literally to be to, to like a hot water bottle. Uh-huh. Um, and that's why they were bred. That's why they're called so lap these dogs. These things are all blood related then. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, okay. Well, that's a fascinating set of stories about dogs. Well, what's your pick of the week? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adopted dog. So hang kids. on. So what are you going to do when your cavalier goes? Oh, I, it, it's like An identical cavalier. Ralphie, Ralphie burst into tears. So we have a dog groomer that comes, like a mobile dog groomer that comes, mm-hmm. like every two months or ten weeks mm-hmm. or something like that to to give Chewy a bit of a once over because they're very long haired dogs and we like her nice and neat. And she just, you know, she comes into the hallway. She lifts up Chewy, takes her out into the van that's parked mm-hmm. in the in the thing, gives her a wash and whatever. 
But just for some reason, Ralphie seemed to have forgotten that this is something that takes place. Mm-hmm. And as she lifted her and put her into the van... It's not that smart, Ralphie, not smart. No, he just, like, broke down into tears and screamed, Give me back my dog! <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my dog! We're like, Ralphie, what? it's the same woman every every couple of months. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but he's at that age where, like, you know, the things things that happened last week, he's forgotten. Yeah, yeah they're, you know? they're, they're long gone. Um, yeah. His first memory, the memory he's, you know, whenever he's about 30 or 40, people say, what's your first memory? That hasn't happened yet, no. probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, like a week ago is what what percentage of his life is one week. Yeah. It's a much it's a bigger percentage than, yeah. than my life. So I, I think it's going to be... Yeah, maybe we didn't think this through because he's he's going to be young. I mean, I think mm-hmm. a best case scenario, he's probably going to be seven. Oh, God. It's gonna, but it's he's probably going to oh, be younger no. than that. He's oh, probably no. going to be younger than that. Dog's going to be with Jesus and uh, Hannah's mum. We uh, this brings us perfectly to something I wanted to talk about anyway. Right, um, which uh, Hannah's mum had a, got a dog. Mm-hmm. So when Hannah's dad, Hannah's dad passed away a couple of years ago um, from cancer. And when he was very, very sick, he said the only dog that he ever really wanted to get was a, a German wire-haired pointer. Mm-hmm. And these dogs are fucking huge. Mm-hmm. They are enormous. They're like Irish wolfhounds. Wow. Um, But they are just the loveliest, loving, big critters. Yeah. But not for someone who is very, very... Unwell. Yeah. PJ and I are both googling German, German, wire, German wire, wire pointers. You could a lot of people trim them to have a bit of a um, floppy hair and a beard. Oh, they're gorgeous. Looking. They're yeah, they're lovely, lovely dogs. Yeah, I like um, this one. Looks like he's got Kaiser Wilhelm's mustache. Yeah, I bet there's a good story behind this, Scott. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, just, Hi, it's a wel- story that welcome Ralphie- to Scott's cheery tales know, of sunshine know, and laughter. Um, but Hannah's dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hannah's mum was left with this absolute monster of a dog, which needed like three or four walks on, a so day. Oh, right, so he got the dog he got while the he dog was ill? While he was ill, yeah, okay. yeah. And, you know, he got the dog probably when he only had a few months yeah. left to live. And it was, you know, it was nice for him. Like, yeah. you know, so I think that that's probably why. And maybe Hannah's mum wanted a bit of company, you know, after. But this dog needed, like, to be walked almost to death to yeah. keep him to a, a not, level where he could be indoors and not yeah. be a gallivanting galoot. Yeah. But Hannah has a um, a document that she still has saved on her phone <laughs> of, of, of things that this dog ate. Because he was so fucking big that he, he would just stand yet. up on the kitchen, co- <clears throat> like just lift his head up to the mm-hmm. kitchen counter. And if he couldn't quite reach it, then it was both paws up and he was about six feet tall. Yeah. So he just ate everything. And it's, you, you would hear Hannah's mum like, oh, he's eaten a pound of butter. He's got, <laughs> he got into the shopping and he's eaten a pound of butter and 12 raw eggs. <laughs> and, he, and he ate like an entire bag of gluten-free spaghetti. <laughs> Wow, I mean, you must have been hungry because I mean, gluten-free anything. Oh, uh, uh, gluten-free spaghetti is not bad. Oh, speaking here, I, I've got some dog food in the house if you want. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> it's I don't gluten, think Chewy it's need, I don't free. think I don't think Chewy needs greyhound food. <laughs> it's the same shit, isn't it? It's, it's just dog um, food. I mean, your Chewy would go through. It might take him a month to get through what what little bit of dribble or drabble I've left that would have yeah. done my dog a day. But <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, yeah. This, yeah, the story doesn't. I forgot how the story ended. Um, yeah, Griff ended up 
getting so, out one day and got hit by a van. Wow. Okay. I I was going to yeah. say I bet your story ends with somebody dying, but there we go. <laughs> well, yeah. So the, the Scott, I I think you've got to work on your anecdotes. I think you've got to. <laughs> you really got to. <laughs> I am also gonna, about, I am also going to point out that Ron just hit one of our sound effects buttons, but forgot to fade up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. So what happened after he got hit with the van? Um, oh, you might have died. I think that's the end of the story. Is that, Hannah, at the end of the story is the dog got hit by a van. I don't think there's any need to ask. No, I did ask it. Hannah last week because she told us that she reminded me of the story while Ron was at my house last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did ask her if I what could tell her. What were you doing around his house? We recorded for the phone-in inter- for the phone-in. Remember you were oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's, um, right. that's okay. I thought you were playing Dungeons & Dragons again. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he got out, got hit by a van, and Hannah, Hannah's mum called Hannah. You keep la- you keep sort like, of about to break into laughter every time you say you got to buy a van. The, the absurdity of the situation. I was devastated. Okay, by it. She got hit by a van. Hannah's mom called Hannah. She says, "I'm coming to your house." Griffin's got hit by a van. He's he's dead in the boot. God, forgive me for laughing. <laughs> I said it like that. It's making me laugh. I know it's not. It's it's the, not the, nice. absurd, it's a... the absurdity of the situation yeah. is funny. The fact that that big lovely dog died is not funny. No, but that's the absurdity not funny. of that the situation. Not, not nice. And my initial thought was, well, what? Hang, are you... hang on, let me. What is the absurdity of this? Dog Why are you bringing it to my house? That's the absurdity <laughs> of the situation. I've got him in the boot, and I'm on the way to your house. <laughs> I'm on my way with the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> did you do you know dog mouth to mouth what no, is the so now it's quite mom, a drive as well <laughs> now hannah's mom obviously just didn't know what to do and god bless yeah her. yeah of course not that's but she brought the dog god to, forgive you for laughing I, I know i know but it's it is fu- it is funny now it is funny now it's not funny for the dog but hannah hannah well hannah got annoyed because she said that i didn't cry at her dad's funeral but i cried whenever i found out that griffin died <laughs> And I think she might. She, this is so bad. I think she might still be a bit annoyed about that. But yeah. then I had to drive. I had to get in her car. Well, I mean, the answer to that is that you had to be a tower of strength for Hannah. That's that is the app. That is the God's honest truth. And then when Griffin died, it was it was almost as if that was what let the emotion out. And finally, the emotions could um, escape. So now I can grieve. Yeah. <laughs> so I then had to drive the dog up to the vets up the street uh-huh. and do, be like, do, do, "Can I've you got pronounce a, death? I've got a dead dog in the boot." And he, he went, and, what, do you, what do you want me to do about it? I'm a vet. I only work on living things. No, no, that's where you take a dead dog. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. You take it to the vet. And then they say, well, God, those bastards have you all every way to Sundays. And don't then, they? The dog's got not well. Bring it to the vet. The dog's <laughs> dead. Bring it to the vet. Would you like it? Rem- would you like it? Would you like it cremated? And would you like its remains? No. I thought. Mm, I don't. I mean, I don't want to call her. Why do you have to be the one to make that decision? Yeah, well, I don't want to call. I don't want to. I don't want to call Hannah's mum. Uh, Hannah, and do be they like, um, straight away. Hannah, do you want to ask your mum if she wants the dog's ashes? Shall we burn the dog? <laughs> <laughs> because she says, she says, if you don't, she says you have to pay. You have to pay thirty or forty pounds if you want the ashes back. Because fuck me, I shouldn't laugh at this. Because if you want the ashes back. They'll cremate it by itself. As Otherwise, oppo- it's a group opposed, deal. As opposed to doing it with like a whole crap ton of other <laughs> oh dogs God. that have died. Oh no, that's that's terrible. This you is get, why I don't do want you get a, a dog. Group, group rate for that, then? Uh, or? No. I mean, if if you want just a big pile, 
uh, you know, a bit of a... I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, like, you wouldn't know... One handful of ashes, ashes is the same as the other. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I mean, you might... I mean, I, I mean I, like, I'm not... I mean, a dog that size, you'd probably expect more ashes than a dog, like, Chewy would chewy, return. Yeah, so, yeah. so if they give you, like, a tiny thimble full of ashes, you'd think to yourself... There's something not, this doesn't there's, there's, add there's, up. There's, 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 On the other hand, I right. don't know how much ash to expect from a dog. No. So I don't know if they no, give I don't know you... how much ash to expect from a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, you know, you know roughly mean, the size of an urn. Yeah, but nobody, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but that's all they give you. I mean, they <laughs> that's give all you, they've been giving they you give for you years. an urn's worth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's true, <laughs> actually. That's, yeah. Just, yeah. that's the size they make urns. <laughs> so that's how much ash you're going to get. <laughs> if they made bigger urns. For all, get... for all I know, 90% gets you know, just pushed down the drain. <laughs> and they just give you. They definitely can't get all of the ash in the urn. Yeah. Because there's going to be some residual left on the thing. And a lot of it's just coffin ash. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to... I did have a wondering about Also, this. do you think, like, you know, whenever you... Like, you're supposed to flavour up a, a, a frying pan by keeping the things all left in it whenever you make things. Flavour yeah. up? Yeah. You you're talking about getting the, keeping the juice on the frying pan? No, I'm talking about, you know, like a prop... Not a Teflon-coated one. You mean a like wok? A, a walk or something. Yeah. What are you supposed to do a thing with you're, it? You're only supposed to it's wipe. It's seasoning. Yeah, seasoning. you're only supposed yeah. to wipe so it with So imagine a... how tasty that... that... Oh. <laughs> now, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this because either is terrible, but I hope you're talking about the dogs and not the people. <laughs> there's no good. No, there is no... There's no good outcome there. <laughs> Join us next week for more of Scott's cheery diners in... <laughs> <laughs> the Scott anecdote R. Yep, I've been wrong. <laughs> I've been PJ. I'm sad now. Bright and sunny side too. Though we meet with the darkness and strife. The sunny side we also wave you. Keep on 